Hi, I'm Robin Birkin. Welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice, and real talk. To me, being a warrior means knowing that true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to feel afraid, and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. And I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome, warriors. Today, I am really excited to bring you this podcast because it's about a few topics that I feel quite passionate about. And today, what I want to talk to you is about six things to let go of in 2019. Six things that I think you could do without and that might form a bit of a theme for you this year. We, I talked last episode about giving yourself grace and I feel that this is one of the ways in which this manifests in letting go of things. So what are these six things that I think you can let go of in 2019? The first one is perfection. Perfection is something that I know many of us strive for, especially listeners of this podcast. So many of us are type A's. So many of us are used to always succeeding at everything we do and we're hardworking and it feels like the equation of hard work equals success should work. But in this scenario, when you're trying to conceive, sometimes you can be doing all the things and still not feel like you're succeeding. But also, when we look at perfection, I feel like when we're trying to conceive, that's a really hard thing for us to achieve because it's hard to be perfect when you're trying to conceive. You might read the books and then decide that you need to have a dairy-free and gluten-free diet. You might need to give up red meat. You might need to give up coffee. You might need to give up all alcohol. And, you know, it's all 100%. And you might feel like if you have one drink, it's all over Red Rover and you failed. But really, you know, and then you look at, I need to eat the pineapple and I need to do have red raspberry leaf tea and I need to be taking this supplement and this supplement and this supplement. And then you end up with a thousand supplements. You end up with a diet that is impossible to maintain because it is so strict, not to mention that that all becomes really stressful to do and feeling like if you even have one drink, then you failed. And it's not sustainable on an ongoing basis when we strive for perfection. And you can just about guarantee that for every piece of advice out there telling you to do one thing. There's a piece of, you know, a one study or one piece of research that tells you not to do that. So a great example is the Harvard Medical Study or the Nurses Study that was one of the largest nutritional studies going. It measured the diets of a whole bunch of nurses and it showed that you should have full fat dairy instead of low fat dairy. So there's a piece of advice that is telling you to have dairy, but When we look further into that research, A, it's looking at high-fat dairy versus low-fat dairy. B, it's looking just at women who weren't ovulating, so only a certain subset of women. When we look at the studies, there's always different conditions and things like that. And, you know, I am a true believer in bioindividuality, that what works for one person might not work for another. And so if you are putting yourself on these long-term, really restrictive diets, If you are someone who is really struggling with 
not being able to conceive because you are used to being successful when you put in the work, then perfection is going to screw you over. It's going to make you more stressed. It's going to make you feel more tired and more angry at life. And so number one on things to let go of in 2019 is perfection. You have my full permission. If you would like one drink here and there, you know, if you're going out to dinner with your husband and you would like to have a glass of wine, you have my permission to do that. Let's let go of perfection this year. The next thing that I want you to let go of this year is magic bullets. I see in our Fertility Warriors Facebook and chat group all the time and we have serial posters who will post one thing after the next. What about DHEA? Then the next one is, oh, what about eating pineapple core? What about red raspberry leaf tea? What about Vitex? What about maca? You know, all of these things that people think might be the magic cure. Look, let's be honest. We've all been there and we've all done things. We've all bought fertility charms and thought that just maybe this fertility charm might change my luck around and then this will be the magic bullet that gets me pregnant. We've all sat there doing all sorts of positions. I, I bet so many of you out there have Googled like best sexual positions to get pregnant. You've sat there for ages. They, the guidelines used to say put your legs up in the air for 20 minutes. I used to do 30 minutes just to be sure because I wanted to keep everything in there. I wanted to give the sperm the best chance of getting there. I bet that you've done the same thing. But these magic bullets kind of don't really exist. If we go back to the very basics of just eating real food, having, you know, a healthy lifestyle and, you know, putting in strategies to manage the stress that this experience causes. If you do just the basics and don't worry about like a thousand and one supplements and things like that, I guarantee you are doing like 98% of the work. You know, there's all these, you know, like let's say there's eight or nine core concepts that you could take and implement that would you know, contribute towards 98% of your your fertility or infertility. And then there's these like 350 magic bullety type things out there that would only really make 2% difference. So yes, they may make an impact, but the impact they would make in comparison to your overall fertility or infertility, I feel is minimal. So let's stop looking for magic bullets and let's start focusing on what's really important. I want you to let go of the magic bullets this year. Number three is hating yourself. When I've worked with the clients in my programs, one of the number one things that comes back is women not loving themselves enough and taking care of themselves enough. I've had, you know, quite a number of women who have this theme that repeats in their head of maybe I don't have a child because I'm not going to be a good mother or because I'm not worthy of having a child. I have a lot of women, there's a lot of women with infertility who struggle with their weight and I have a lot of women who are consistently telling themselves stories that they're not good enough and that's not true. You know, there's many things that affect our fertility but hating ourselves is not something that's going to help our fertility. It's not going to help us. It's not going to help us cope on this journey. Uh, It's not going to help us succeed generally in life. It's not going to help us if we become a mum to be a better parent and to survive the early days of parenthood. And it's not going to help us parent our children either. I want you to really picture your future child. 
I want you to do this for many reasons, uh, which we won't get into today. But when we visualize things happening as if they have already happened, as if this is going to happen for us, like almost like assuming in your brain that this is going to happen. Picture yourself with a young girl. What kind of messages do you want your daughter to receive from you as a mother? What kind of attitude do you want your daughter to see you having to your body? How would you speak to your daughter if she was there always saying to herself, imagine you've got a seven or eight-year-old daughter and she goes, oh, you're so stupid talking to herself. Why do you always make these mistakes? Why are you doing this? Or she eats a piece of chocolate cake and she goes, ah, I hate myself. Like, why do I always do this? You've ruined it. You've ruined it. You would be mortified. Surely you would be absolutely mortified if you had a daughter who spoke to herself like that. I want you this year to let go of hating yourself and to really work towards having a loving attitude towards yourself, treating yourself as if you were your best friend, speaking to yourself as you would a friend, as your mother, if you have a good relationship with your mother, or if you have a, think of how you would want, think of your daughter, how you would, your daughter would want you to speak to her. That's the way you need to speak to yourself. Keep promises to yourself. And that's our next one. But really start talking to yourself as a friend, being kind to yourself, giving yourself grace and, you know, really ending the conversation that your monkey mind is trying to have with you that you are not good enough. I promise you are good enough. I promise that you are worthy of being a mum. Okay. So we move on to the next point, which is letting go of not keeping promises to yourself. Imagine you had a friend who this week said to you, I'm on the paleo diet. Then next week said, no, I've changed my mind. I'm not on that. I just need to eat all the cake. Then next week changed their mind and said, no, I'm doing this new regime. Then the next week did this. Or what if you have a friend who is always bailing on you? You set a plan and she consistently bails on you or she's consistently late. What kind of friend would that be? But are you doing that kind of stuff to yourself? Do you commit to or say to yourself when you do your New Year's resolutions that this is the year that I am going to exercise three times a week and then never do it? Did you promise yourself that? You know, we need to start keeping promises to ourselves as a priority. And this is one of the things that really stuck with me. I said in 2018 that I was going to do a juice cleanse. There was no particular reason. I didn't want to do it to lose weight. I just wanted to do it as a reset. It's something that I've wanted to do. And I, we came to the end of the year and I said, no, no, I need to keep this promise to myself. I actually can do this right now. So I'm just going to go out and do it minus the excuses. When you look at a juice cleanse, a juice cleanse can be fairly expensive. So I had all these excuses. Oh, what about the cost? It's not the right time. Oh, it's the end of the year. We're just coming off Christmas. And I was like, no, cut it out, Robin. You said you were going to do this. It's time to do this. And so I squashed the resistance and all of the little, you know, oh, no excuses in my head. And I went forth and I did it because I want 2019 to be about keeping promises to myself. So I'm done. I'm letting go of being a flaky friend to myself. And I want you to do the same. And the next one thing that I'm going to get rid of, this is number five, is guilt. I am not going to feel guilty if 
I prioritize myself. I'm not going to feel guilty for not always putting my work, whatever work that is, first because my family comes first. I'm not going to feel guilty for living my values. And I'm also not going to feel guilty if I'm not perfect. So if we go back to number four about not keeping promises to ourselves, I think that it's really important that we set realistic goals and that we have things that we can achieve. You know, we have dream goals. We have things that are just things that we can do, you know, but also understanding that failure is always part of the game. Like we're always going to fail. We don't want to consistently fail and be that flaky friend. Like we all have friends who sometimes have to bail on us because things come up. We sometimes run late for things. That's fine. So when I'm talking about not keeping promises to yourself, I'm talking about being consistently flaky, okay? Don't be that consistently flaky friend to yourself. But what I do want you to do is when, you know, if you run late, if you need to bail, whatever, if your workout doesn't happen, if you have a drink and you're trying not to have a drink, if you have dairy and you're trying not to have dairy, when that happens, provided that it's not like a total consistent theme, drop the guilt. It happened. Guilt is one of those things like hindsight. It's looking back at things that have already happened that you kind of can't change. It's happened. So move on. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy that piece of cheese that you had? Did you enjoy that glass of wine that you had? Did you cancel those plans because we're doing something more important or something that was more in line with your values? Did you skip your workout because actually you really, really needed to rest? Then drop the guilt, sister. Time to let go uh, of the things that don't serve us. And one of those is guilt. There's no real positive, unless you murdered someone, there's no real benefits to feeling guilt. It's kind of a dead end emotion. So really keep that in perspective and be mindful when you feel those feelings. The last thing that I want you to let go of this year is how you thought your life would pan out. Things change in our lives. Lives are a roller coaster and plans change. Things blindside us. I never thought in 2000 or I never thought that when I fell pregnant with Olivia, she was my very last embryo. I had five in the freezer. I never thought that she would be the very last embryo. We had five. I definitely thought that we would fall pregnant before then uh, or that we, you know, we would have five turns of IVF, but no, the embryos did not survive the freeze. And so we were there on our last one. When we were there on our last one, I actually didn't even think I would fall pregnant. I was like, this cannot be this easy. Like my first time I freaking fought for it. I had multiple retrievals. I had a miscarriage. I had a hyperstimulation. You know, it was the freaking pits. The second time it was on our second uh, transfer using frozen embryos and it went fairly smoothly. And then I fell pregnant and it did not even cross my mind that I would need a cesarean. In my early days, it did not even cross my mind. I just assumed that I'd have a natural birth. I had planned I was going to have an epidural. And then I was told that I would need a cesarean. And then it didn't even really cross my mind that things could go really pear-shaped and I would need a hysterectomy. I didn't see that coming. And then I decided that I would quit my day job, which, you know, where I worked at the Anglican Girls' School, which is actually one of the best jobs that I've ever had. I never thought I'd leave that place, but I decided that the time was right. I did it. Then I started working for myself. Never thought that I would go back to working in a day job. And then I did. Never thought Ross would rupture his spleen and be in hospital for freaking God knows how long and have nearly 
four months off work. You know, we nearly bought a really expensive house just before that happened. How you think things are going to play out, I can guarantee you, is never how things are going to play out. You might have thought that you were going to have a child naturally and it was going to happen in the first month. And it hasn't happened in the first month. That is not what has happened to you. And you might have this idea that your baby will be, you know, like 100% genetically yours. And you may need to use donor sperm or donor eggs. We need to let go of how we think things are going to happen. And I want to share with you a story of this man. He was a man that was very faithful, had a big faith in God, and fell off the side of a boat and was, you know, like starting to drown. And he said, Dear God, please save me. Then a man came by in a boat and said, Hello, would you like to jump in my boat? And he said, No, that's okay. God will save me. Then he said, Dear God, please save me. Someone else happened to come in a boat and said, Would you like to hop on my boat? No, that's okay. I'm waiting for God to save me. Another person came in a boat, etc., etc. Anyway, man drowned, got to heaven and said, God, you didn't save me. And God said, What are you talking about? I sent three boats to you. Sometimes the way we picture things happening or what we're looking for is not how it's going to happen. You know, the destination is what we need to keep our eyes on and how it's going to happen. Less focus on that, guys. The ideal way that we pictured things happening is not always the way that things pan out. 2019 could be a really crazy year for you. Ride the roller coaster. You know, my themes for 2019 are grace, grit, and gratitude. But on a more general, practical level, it's just hold on for dear life. (laughs) Imagining that this is a roller coaster, hold on for dear life. That is my goal or my, you know, action strategy for 2019. So that's my six things to let go of this year. Please let go of perfection. Let go of the magic bullets. Let go of hating yourself. Let go of not keeping promises to yourself. Let go of guilt and let go of how you thought it would all happen because it won't happen the way you think it would. Thank you so much for listening to me this week and I really look forward to connecting with you again next week. We're going to start diving into a few more diet things, a few more practical how-to advice tips for trying to conceive and more. So stay tuned. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources, and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinbirkin.com. And if you liked this podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review it. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.